0: You are listening to episode 77 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, we are chatting all about how to create your course without chaos, which I feel like is the perfect time as we kick off the new year. And I'm bringing in an expert course creator and strategist, Brittany Dixon, so Brittany is, fun fact, actually in Columbus, and she also has twins, and she's actually also super passionate about planning and productivity. So this was such a fun episode to record. Brittany is the founder of Process for Profit by Brittany and & Co., and she helps highly driven visionary entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations management, product management, systems, processes, and strategies to free up their time to do big things in their zone of genius, which sounds so amazing. We all know that operations are essential to growth, but sometimes not the thing that we're best at. She helps business owners document and refine their business processes, infrastructure, and allows your business to run more efficiently and grow. And in her terms, efficiency equals scalability. Brittany is a mother of twins, and she started her entrepreneurial journey about five years ago as a professional organizing business and then ventured into the online world before Brittany and Co. was born. You guys are going to love this episode so much. It is like all the things course creation, plus a side bonus of being a mom of twins, working and sort of just organizing and strategizing all the things. I can't wait for you guys to listen. So let's get right to it. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. If you guys uh, could see Brittany's super cute office, (laughs) like I'm just in awe of it. It makes me want to go clean mine out a little bit. Uh, But Brittany is a business strategist, planner, and productivity coach. So when we connected, and I should mention she also has twins and lives in Ohio. And so (laughs) when we connected, I was like, oh my gosh, you have to be on the podcast and share all the things. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and sort of how you gave yourself
1: um, that title? Yeah. Um, So it's kind of a crazy journey. I've actually been in business almost five years, but it has looked completely different pretty much every year. (laughs) Um, So when I first got started, I actually was in wedding and event planning and I worked for a corporate restaurant doing events and event marketing and we did catering and it was just this whole thing. Um, Before that, I I thought I wanted to be a wedding planner. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm good at organizing. I love that. All the things and weddings seem really fun. And I dived into that with like an internship. And I was like, all right, I love the logistics and back end, but weddings are not my jam and I don't want to work on the weekends. So (laughs) um got out of that, got into the restaurant catering and event planning world. And then I actually got let go from my job um, because I had a lot of -of out-of-the-box thinking and things with the the old school corporate company I worked for. So um previous to that, I kind of started a side hustle organizing mom's houses. I was like, all right, I'm good at organizing. And I have twins and I know all (laughs) these other moms of twins, like don't have time to organize their house. So let's do that. Um, so as soon as I got let go, I actually dive straight into that. And I was like, all right, well, that's now my plan. A, so let's get into it. Um, so I did that for about six months. And then I actually hired a business coach because I had no idea what I was doing on the business side of things. Um, no idea how to get clients, like any of that. And she was like, you know, you could bring this into the online world and teach people like organizing and productivity. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? So <laughs> she kind of introduced me to that. I got into it. I started doing some productivity coaching at first. And then I just realized so many people were getting stuck and not able to grow their business because the back end and the systems and lack of organization, and they were just working harder harder and not smarter. Um, so really I kind of shifted and pivoted into more of the systems and planning and strategy and productivity type of stuff. So, um, really I, the short version of that is I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And I always love when people tell their story because I feel like it's a journey based on like feedback that you've gotten or what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. Um, And so I always think it's really important to listen to that because what you start out doing is not necessarily what you're going to keep doing, but it's good to like get out there and try it. Um, Yeah.
1: And I, I pivoted so many times and I rebranded so many times. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing the rebranding. I think pivoting and doing all of that stuff is great, but I rebranded like three times It was a whole (laughs) thing, but yeah, it, it changes completely. And I'm really in that space now that I love but I can still see things like coming in and changing and and all of that good stuff. So pivoting is definitely crucial.
0: Yeah. So today we wanted to sort of dig in a little bit into the strategy of creating courses, which I feel like so when this episode airs, it's going to be the first week of January and everyone's sort of starting to think about like, what's their year going to look like? What are they going to do? And I think when you and I were chatting, you said courses are going to be a $325 billion industry by 2025, which is like a ginormous number. And it's not that far away. Um, (laughs) So let's chat a little bit about um, your experience with coach with not coaching with courses. And then um, if you're thinking about building a course, like where do you start?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of pivoting into thinking about this now just because of what happened this year, right? (laughs) um, Having that maybe different source of income for a business or different side hustle or different way of bringing in income because now we're virtual in so many ways. Um, so I think that it was already on its way to kind of transitioning to that because courses were becoming so big, but now I think it's just like amplified even more. Um, so my first course that I created was probably about three years ago. Um, it was actually a Trello course. So if anybody knows Trello project management tool, Yeah, so um I've built courses two different ways. I built that first one by spending three months building it in the back end, making it perfect, and then launching to (laughs) Crickets. And then (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then I built my um membership course kind of platform by letting my audience build it for me and selling it to them before I created anything. So um I think that's the first thing that when you're thinking about courses. You have to listen to the people that are going to be buying your course, (laughs) um, because the, the beta and like testing out if it's even a good idea, that's going to sell is huge. And I speaking from experience, because trust me, I built my course for three months and I was like, this is perfect and amazing. And then I sold none. (laughs) So, and that's like deflating for sure.
0: Hey, you. I wanted to pop in here with an exclusive invite to my private Facebook community, Crush the Rush, where I go live every Monday to give you my best tips and tricks on how to run a full time business on a part time schedule. Plus, I teach you the strategy and the systems that I use on a daily basis and give you the boost of motivation you need. And there's more. We have guest speakers, monthly workshops, and you get direct access to me and the community to ask questions and really take your goals to the next level. If you love this podcast, you are going to love the Crush the Rush community. You can jump in via the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to connect more. Can you give us a couple of examples of like how you would sort of your audience or maybe ways that you could, because I know you mentioned to teach it before you build it, which is actually something I did as well, just yeah. um, as an example.
1: Yeah. So I think if you're doing any kind of one-on-one work or working with people individually, you get a lot from that too. Um, my method that I actually teach in my membership came from working with people one-on-one and really kind of shifted a lot before it got to that membership kind of platform. Um, So I think really just kind of working with people one-on-one, getting a lot of that feedback, a lot of like free coffee chats with people and just getting to know people, um, getting on the calls and just chatting with them, learning about kind of where they're at, what they're doing, uh, what they need, what they're struggling with, all of that kind of stuff. That's actually how I built this, this new one was just talking to everybody. Um, a lot of times too, in like Facebook groups, I would search for like keywords and don't read the posts, read the comments. That's a great (laughs) tip. Read the comments because you can post about something on Facebook and say "What's the best CRM system to use right?" And you're gonna get a lot of feedback in the comments. They're gonna say, "Well, I've tried this and I don't like this. Um, I have looked at this one and I don't like it for this reason. So you're gonna get a lot more feedback in the comments, but um, I actually did a lot of market research in Facebook groups for sure.
0: That's a, a great idea. and I think going back to the one-on one, it just sometimes it just takes one person and testing it out to get some ideas and then, test it out again. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. Um, okay. So once you've sort of tested it out, then what happens?
1: Yeah. So really you are kind of outlining that method and kind of outlining what you're going to teach and kind of like the big core things that you're teaching in that. Um, and then really you just want to sell it. And then when they come into that course, that's when you're going to start building that content. So I always sell as beta and I'm like, okay, guys, here's the outline. Here are the core things we're going to cover, but we're teaching it live. So whatever you need in the course that we're creating, like we're going to go through that. I'm going to ask you, we're going to build that. And you're going to get like the best version of this because you guys are building it with me. So, um, really the next step after you've kind of highlighted the big pieces that you're going to cover is to tell the world about it and give them a way to purchase it.
0: Yeah. I think that's super helpful. I'll, I'll share when I taught my course live, I did it in a Facebook group cause it was free. I didn't have a platform. I had an outline. Yeah. So I had like, 10 things that I was going to teach. And then I went out and like marketed it and was like, Hey, I'm going to teach these things. It's beta. Um, and then I would go live. Like I didn't even have like the fancy platform or anything. (laughs) I allowed people to ask questions and then I took their questions and incorporated it into like what I was creating next. So, um, I love that. Any tips for sort of marketing like a beta course that's not created? Cause I think people sometimes panic around that step. Like, yeah. how do you do that? It's not there yet.
1: Yeah. And I definitely did too, because I am I have a lot of perfectionism tendencies where I'm like, I can't yeah. put that out into the world until it's ready. And then I'm the systems girl, right? So like if my system's broken, what are they gonna think about me? Right. So there's all these mindset things that go into it. But I think really we all know a lot of people even if you don't think you have a big circle, go onto your Facebook page, go onto your like Facebook groups that you hang out in, go into your Instagram. Like there's a lot of people in your circle that you could just reach out and say, Hey, I have this thing. This is what I'm teaching. If you or anybody, you know, is interested, like I would love for them to jump into this. So, um, a lot of it is just personal reach out. And that's actually what I did for my beta. Is I just reached out to everybody that I had chatted with, people I networked with, people that are on my social media platforms, and really just like did a lot of like boots on the ground chatting with people and then kind of got into it. So, and I actually had 10 people join and sign up beta and they got like lifetime access, which is always huge because they get the updates when you make the course better. Um, So you can definitely push that too and say, hey, you guys are helping me build this, but. Like you're going to get all the updates from now on. So um, a lot of it was just personal reach out and connecting with people because we all have a bigger circle than we actually think we do. Yeah.
0: And I think what you said about the mindset of reaching out to people, I know we're not like super getting into sales. Yeah. But I think <laughs> knowing that you did the research because, and people told you that they wanted this and now you have it. And so you, by reaching out, you're helping them and having that mindset that you can actually make a difference by sharing what you have makes a really big difference.
1: Yeah. I think as women, especially like being salesy is a huge thing. Um, but like you said, people wanted it, people needed it, people were asking about it and then you built it. So why not sell it to them? Because you're not selling it to them. They're purchasing it and then you're helping them. So, um, yeah, there's definitely mindset issues that go into that, but, um, yeah, you built it and there's people that need it for sure.
0: Yeah. And I will say the point you made about lifetime access is like gold. Like the people that were in my course in March of last year are probably like, holy crap. Like, (laughs) wow. Like, I mean, it was like, I gave it away for free. Um, one of the other things you mentioned was your method. And so a lot of sort of course experts will talk about like create your own method and brand your method. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. um, And uh, you see it, especially in the online space, everyone has their little acronym or their little, whatever it's called, right? So mine is the road to scalability. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the road, all of those are letters that stand for something. So And again, that really came from me working with one-on-one people. And it wasn't called that when I first started, like I still went through those steps, but I had to come up with like a pretty name for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that just comes again from just listening to your people and what they need and the steps that you take and the system, you take them through to help them get to that. And then you have to like get really creative and kind of come up with acronyms and names and stuff after the fact. So, um, it's really not the name of it. It's kind of the steps that they're going through in their system that they're going through. Uh, but again, it comes from your audience most of the time.
0: Yeah. That's where crush the rush came from. Um, and it, yeah, mine doesn't actually, I mean, it has a method, but it doesn't like the letters don't stand for anything, but I think it's also just a way for you to refer to something and it makes it like a tangible, like object, even though it's not, um, which people can relate to a little bit more. It
1: helps you sell the course better too, because then you're like, no, you go through step one and then here is step two. And if you do all these things in order, this is the end goal. So I think it's just uh, like you said, a more tangible thing that they can see that they're going to get when they purchase with you.
0: Yeah. So once you've sort of had your beta, um, What would you say would be the next steps to building it into this sort of like all-in-one? You can just like go online and purchase it and be done, which is like the dream, right?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) you really have to, I'm a big strategy person. Like You have to map out what that customer journey needs to look like. So if someone came in and wanted to purchase this thing from you, what steps do they have to go through to be able to do that? And what does that look like on the back end for you? Because we want to make this as streamlined as possible so that you're not having to do things manually. Um, So I actually have an all-in-one system that I use that does my sales page, my product and payment processing, my thank you pages, my login emails, welcome emails, all of that kind of stuff. Um, So once you're ready and you have proof of concept that people will pay you, now you have a system that can kind of do all of that for you. But you really have to think about like, that customer journey and make sure that's really streamlined and easy for them on the front end.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause I think so often, um, people think like, oh, I need this fancy setup to sell my course.
1: And I need like the the system, which you do eventually, but you don't need it to get started. No, definitely Um, not. I mean, as long as you have like PayPal or strength or some way for them to pay you, and some way on a Facebook group for them to consume content, like that's all you need to get started. The all-in-one systems come once you have gotten that proof of concept. People said, yes, take my money. People have gotten results from your method and you know it's going to work. Then you can go into an all-in-one system that you can actually start scaling.
0: Yeah. I love that. Can you talk a little bit more about the customer journey and what that might look like for those
1: that aren't familiar of like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, So really it's just, and all of us have been through a customer journey, right? Like I swipe up on Instagram and then I go to their sales page and then I purchase and then I get the product that I bought. Right. So we've all been through a customer journey. So you really just have to think about if they're going to a sales page, What is that journey that they're kind of learning about your course or whatever that looks like? Then when they click the buy button, what is the next thing that happens? Because when somebody buys something, you want to make sure that you're giving them the confidence that like, here's what you do next. This is what's going to happen. This is, I'm going to send you this email that gives you information. Um, So that thank you page, you really want to kind of outline what that looks like. So that when somebody purchases and they've given you their money, you know they know exactly what's going to happen next um and then really just how do they access the content right so on the back end we want that to be automated um
0: can you believe it's january 2021 already Let's face it, 2020 wasn't what we all expected. So it's kind of exciting to think about what 2021 can bring, which is why I'm so excited to exclusively invite you to my brand new Crush the Rush Collective Mastermind. Listen, I know that going in alone as a business owner and entrepreneur is overwhelming, expensive, time-consuming, add in all the things. Plus, we all have busy schedules, perhaps a full time job and homeschooling, at least we still are. And all those goals that we set at the end of the year start to get a little fuzzy. The collective is your answer to hold yourself and your business growth accountable in 2021. What makes this mastermind different? Well, I have yet to find a mastermind that combines community, a business coach, me, business experts, which are my VIP friends that are life-changing, and here's the difference maker, accountability and productivity worked into the curriculum, as in we set aside time for you not only to learn what we're teaching, but to actually do what you need to do. I know personally accountability and productivity have been the difference maker in everything for me. And then I layered on a business coach and a community and it just took it next level, which is why I want to bring the same to all of you. I am talking about a real long term community of humans where you can lean in for support and ask questions Plus the collective is customized. So when you want to learn something about what is going to grow your business, we are able to pivot and change the content to match what you need. You don't need to feel alone anymore because you are given instant access to a network of like-minded women who are on the same path. All the tools you could possibly imagine for creating a solid business strategy are at your fingertips. There is no more hunting for answers through Instagram, Cheap courses, downloaded freebies, or let's be honest, low ticket offers that you never finish. The community and I are going to hold your hand and hold you accountable the entire time. And because you might be asking, I am being super selective about who is in this community. So it's by invite or application only. And then it it's a mix of coaching, which is me, guest experts based on the needs of the group. And then the part that I'm most excited about is the accountability. So each week there is a focus and a time when I will be available to answer questions and we can work together and stay accountable and it's over a six month time frame so fingers crossed at the end we can have an in person retreat and take your business and who you were truly meant to be to the next level i have tested this curriculum on over 40 plus women over the last year plus the industry experts i'm bringing in are what i call life changers as in you didn't know you needed them until now and you will i know you want to see exponential growth in 2021 and this is how you are going to do it you want to grab a time with me ASAP to see if it's a good foot because we start in February and are already half full. Plus, if you set up a call before the end of January, you get a bonus one-on-one strategy session with me, as in we will map out your roadmap together. You don't want to wait. Grab the link in the show notes and let's chat to make sure it's a good fit for you. This opportunity is going to disappear fast. Any other tips around just building a course, getting started with a course? Because I think even going back to your last step, like people will be like, oh my God, that's so much to map out. But if you really take just a few minutes to actually map it out, it makes such a big difference. And it's it's not gonna take you hours or days. It literally could take you a half hour, but it's on paper and then you can execute against it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to map it out on paper before you try to implement in tech. You cannot... Put it into the tech until you know exactly what needs to happen step-by-step for the customer and for you on the back end. Because if you do, you're going to get into the tech and you're going to be like, wait a second. They go to the thank you page and then they get the welcome email. But how did they get here? Like it gets really confusing if you try to start with the tech. So um, definitely map it out on paper. I like gigantic sticky notes where I can just like draw arrows and circles and, emails and all the things, um, because if you try to do the tech first, you will get overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, that's super helpful. So I'm going to switch topics just for a minute before I wrap up, because I know you're very passionate about productivity, and I've learned quite a bit just from our conversations on Instagram and all the things. So how do you balance being a mom of twins um, and running a, running a full-time business?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, systems and routines, right? <laughs> If I didn't have systems and routines in place for literally everything, I would lose my mind. Um, Yeah, so I live in Asana and Google Calendar. And if it's not in one of those two places, it does not happen. (laughs) Uh, But honestly, like really just having these routines in place allows me to turn off work at five o'clock and not feel crazy and frazzled. It allows me to take off weekends. Um, So really just having good routines in place, having a system to keep track of everything in my brain, it, it, literally Asana is my brain. <laughs> yeah, uh, And having those things in place just allows me to turn off work or not work, right? Like if I want to take the day off, I can plan that. So my weekly planning routine is huge. My end of day, three P's of productivity is huge. Literally, if I didn't have those two things in place, I would feel crazy all the time.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us what your three P's of productivity is?
1: Yeah. So it's process, plan and prepare. So essentially at the end of my day, every day, most days, (laughs) I will go through and basically process everything that's happened. So I'll collect all of my notes out of my iPad. I'll make sure if there's action items, they go into Asana. If there's calendar items, they go into my calendar. And I really just process the day to make sure nothing falls through the cracks and I'm not forgetting anything. And then after I do that, I map out my next day because as we know, we can plan the whole week and one day shifts the whole thing. Right. (laughs) So I'll make sure that my calendar is time blocked how it needs to be. I'll make sure asana set up with the right tasks kind of rearrange things if I need to But really I map out everything so that I know exactly what's happening the next day And then the prepare piece is really just making sure if I have client notes that I need or Outlines for things that I have all of that stuff ready so that when I hit the ground running at 9 a.m 8 a.m noon whenever that is right Yeah, that I have everything ready to go and i'm not going to be frazzled in the morning
0: yeah. I think that's key. I, I do that. I've never called it the three Ps, but that I'm going to use yeah. that now. Uh, it makes such a big
1: difference. One. In your, oh, it's your a team. game changer, yeah. like totally game changer, because before, like I would sometimes go into the next day and I'm like, wait a second. I didn't do that thing from yesterday. And then it like throws off your whole day. But when you do that and you kind of like wrap it up, it also takes away the stress level too, because yeah. you're not thinking about the stuff that happened the day before.
0: Yeah. I also think it's okay to move things, right? Like just because it's oh, scheduled on every day. like, yeah, like Tuesdays for me are like ridiculous days. So most of the time, Tuesday night, I'm like moving all the things because I'm yeah. like, oh, that's not <laughs> happening. Um, sure. what does a typical, typical day look like for you?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, Mondays and Fridays are blocked off from calls for most people. Uh, this is really like content creation the admin stuff that I have to do, my business projects, my planning and review time. So really those two days, I try to kind of like cap off, like start the week and cap off the week with that. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are very client focused for me. So lots of client calls, client projects, my membership, engagement, sales calls, those kinds of things. Um so I check my email three times a day. I check it in the morning, noon, and before I leave. I try to shut it off between those times. Um like I said I live in Asana and Google Calendar. <laughs> so essentially I have to be in those places to be able to check off tasks. Um I also use Asana for communication with my team. So a lot of the team communication happens in there. But yeah, really I just I've got my day mapped out. I go through the things, do the stuff, do the 3 Ps at the end of the day and then do it again. the next.
0: Yeah. Day. I love that little email tip you just threw in there. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: super helpful. Oh my gosh. Yes. Turn off your notifications and yeah. only check your email three times a day. It's like the most fabulous thing ever.
0: It is. I definitely do that as well. Okay. So as we wrap up, why don't you tell us about what your current morning routine is?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's been a little crazy these past couple months, but typically I try to get up and do a quick workout. I have this seven minute app. I'm not a big person that works out all the time, but I have to. So I'm like, all right, seven minutes is not long. This app's great. I'm just going to use it. It's great. (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll do my workout and then, um, shower, get ready, do all the all of those things. And then I have to drop off the kids either to the sitter or to school, whatever, wherever they're going. And then I work from a co-working space sometimes and home sometimes. So depending on the day, I'll be at one of those places, but I always have to start with coffee. Um, and then really checking email, calendar, and asana and then diving into the day, whatever is going on that day.
0: Yeah, I love that. What would you say is one resource that's helped you the most on your journey so far? Oh, this is a good one. There's so
1: many. <laughs> um, so I actually took this program. It was called Shift 365. Okay. and it's literally a mindset video every single day for an entire year. So oh, wow. I took it Yeah, so I took it live. They're quick little like five to ten minute videos, but it's some sort of like mindset shift or um, like mindset hack. And they kind of did it in different pods. So there was like stuff around marketing, stuff around sales, stuff around systems. uh, But it was all the mindset stuff around it. And I took it for a year. And then I was like, well, now I want to restart. I'm just going to go back to the beginning. (laughs) So that was, that's probably been the biggest one because I think mindset's just such a huge thing in business for sure.
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm going to have to look what that is. And then just for fun, what was the last thing you purchased on Amazon? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just did that this morning. Some more awesome Christmas shopping here. Um, I actually got the Minecraft board game for my girls because my girls oh, are that like sounds fun. super into Minecraft right now. So grabbed that and hopefully it'll make it here by Christmas time.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, board games are so fun this time of year. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. You shared so many tips and tricks. Um, I know I took a lot of notes. Why don't you share, um, with everyone where they can find
1: you and what you're up to. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so they can actually go to processforprofit.co for my website to check out all the things that we offer. Um, and then Instagram is probably my best place to hang out. And it's actually Brittany and Consulting. So, um, those are two of the good places that we can hang out. Awesome. I
0: will put those in the show
1: notes and thank you so much.